Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yurika Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling confused about what to do next, you've come to the right place. Every week, I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journeys. If you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Awane Masongo, the CEO of Society.io. Awane, hello. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Wonderful. So my first question this morning is, for those, my, for my listeners who are less familiar with your company and what you do, how do you describe yourself and your company? So I described Society.io is our, um, you know, in the crypto space and a lot of other spaces we've been in, that .io helped us with what we needed to do. The company itself is society and the story, our story we like to, we like to call the society. So it really is at a simple level about a, a world in which um, we build a system in which we upgrade our lives in a similar way to how we upgrade an iPhone, where there's a lot more data about our health from, from, a, from a foundational level and then also our habits and lifestyle that we're tracking. And then, uh, you know, in a very personalized way with coaches, people are able to upgrade their lives um, from a holistic standpoint. Very interesting. So could you tell me a little bit more about that? Up, upgrade their, their lives. So is this like a physical product that people use to then get connections to individuals who can help them with different aspects or, or what's that yeah, like? We liken it to an experience. So most okay. of our backgrounds have been in throwing like big parties and concerts and bar mitzvahs and high school proms. And somehow also my whole life has been based off of uh, healthcare and building businesses and healthcare with my family. Okay. So how to kind of put those two together with the you know, the, the cusp of what's happening in health right now, which is like DNA and analytics and all these types of things we can get with test kits that are sent to our house, as well as the experiential side of um, entertainment in which I've built apps and things that incorporate a, um, you know, um, augmented reality, kind of like Pokemon Go, you know, where you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're being active with it. And you can kind of see how those two kind of play together, because if you're, if it's really, an interactive experience, it, it inspires one to, to move and to have fun with it. And so those are the people we're really targeting with our network. And we hope that it's, it's, it's available to, to everyone eventually. But at the beginning, we're definitely um, focused on matching people up who are at that transition point where they want some kind of upgrade in their, their, their life holistically, whether that be um, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, Right, and then we match them up with accordingly with experts in those, in those, um, in those categories, and then there's a community around um, around that concept that can support them in their journey as well. Okay, wonderful. That's 
That sounds sounds great. And and so I, I want to get into that a little deeper, but before we do, I want to back up a little bit. So you originally studied philosophy um, at the University of Oklahoma. What made you want to study philosophy? Being out of my mind, that's that's really what it was. <laughs> that's really what it was. I never could have imagined. Let me, let me be honest with you, man. I yeah. was a kid that grew up desiring, um, you know, uh, what is it? Like, like liking a lot of the big names, like the Harvards and Stanfords and Princetons or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'd kind of come across that early in my life. And so I looked at those as 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 things that I could potentially go to before I realized that my family ended up being more important to me. And I started a business before really like ever even getting into college. So um, so that, that ended up being my path. But but what I was thinking whenever I got to college is a site called Princeton Review mm -hmm. that used to be a, you used to be able to look onto there and they had a lot of questions answered about like, um, you know, certain law schools or certain medical schools or certain schools and their rankings and, you know, all these types of things. Um, and so I was basically trying to figure out what would better help me get um, a great LSAT score because I thought at that point I was going to, because society is also about like saving the world. It's kind of like mm -hmm. our little inside thing, uh, I guess is now outside. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like I, I thought at that time that the saving the world was going to be kind of like Matthew McConaughey and the like in the Lincoln lawyer. I'm like going in there like, hey, you cannot, you know, let this person, you know, kind of <laughs> that kind of <laughs> that kind of thing. And so on Princeton Review, they said that philosophy was the major high, highest correlated with a high LSAT score. So mm -hmm. that's how my I, I, I got my entire life thrown, you know, to the you know, around in circles by ending up in that department because I was just like, this is not at all <laughs> what I thought I was getting myself into. Like these it's like, you know, what is life and is life life? Everybody's in there is like, has like kids or they're like high in class. I'm like, what is going on in here? And like, this is a completely different group of people that I've dealt with in the entrepreneurship college. So um, so that that's the, that's the short story about how I ended up in philosophy. There's a lot more to it but overall it was kind of like yeah I saw that they said it was correlated with LSAT scores and so I just jumped in gotcha gotcha okay, okay. <laughs> so I see that you know a, a few years down the line you got connected to Draper University as well as Singularity University tell me about uh that relationship and how and what attracted you to both Draper and Singularity University well, you know, the thing behind the scenes is that they're actually kind of competitive with one another. I didn't know that at the time. So what, so what I, so I, uh, I actually hadn't heard of Singularity before. The, and the way I got to Draper, and this is going to be another one of these crazy stories, but at the time I had this little bit of an obsession about the number 44. And um, it was like a lucky number thing. And like the, one of our medical offices was on 44th street. And then there was like another like fraternity thing that had to do with fours and 44s. Anyway, it was a lot of stuff. Obama was the 44th president. It was a lot of things happening <laughs> that, that made me like the number 44. And so one day I was looking for, um, I, was, I, I had auctioned, I went to the celebrity auction and I had auctioned for charity for this, uh, this the man who started Priceline. And so I go on the internet as any person millennial would do. And I search, you know, what do you, you do when you're gonna have a meeting with a billionaire? And so this like 
Cura or how I don't know if they've, they've ever done any branding. I don't know actually how you say it, but the Q U O R A site. Um, oh yeah, I go on. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know like how to say it. You know, like it's like people. Uh, you just see the site. I started using it for questions, but I've never heard anyone like pronounce it. Say yeah. it like on, oh yeah on an I, ad or something. But I, I, I'm I think it's, it's pronounced Cora. I think so. Let's just go. Yeah, with I'm that. assuming yeah. it's Cora. Yeah, let's go with Cora. Let's go with Cora. So. I go on there, the search comes up, and at some point down the, the page, somebody's like, oh, you could go to Draper and, you know, get mentored by Tim Draper. And I was just like, okay, what's this? And so I pull it up, and it was like 44 East 3rd Avenue. And at that current moment, I'm on 44th Street. So I was just like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe this is a sign. But then I let it go. I was just like, oh, I didn't think anything of it. This was probably like October of a certain year and then I actually ended up at Draper at June of the next year so I think it was around like February of the next year I got another sign I was like you know what let me just see what's gonna where this is gonna go and then I got in this huge fight with my mother you know family stuff mm -hmm. and you know she, 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 you know, she was just like all oh, those people you know that you like and stuff like this because I'm trying to push for innovation and stuff she's like they're all self-made you know I was just like ah huh? <laughs> what like, who are you, like, how could you say something like that? To so then all of a sudden, I'm off to California. She was just like, are you ever coming back? I was like, I don't know. So here I am in California now. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much how it went. I knew that there was more that I wanted to do in regards to technology and scaling, you know, what we, what we were doing in the healthcare space, but also just with what I was doing in the entertainment space, because I'd already started throwing events and stuff by that time. And so a social network was the um was the focus uh that that got cultivated at draper gotcha 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 very, and then, very oh cool. and then singularity singularity you mentioned singularity. okay so yeah while i was at draper somebody the first day actually one of the singularity um execs uh, mr pascal finette he comes up there and i guess it's like a draper tradition at this point where he comes like the first day and he starts talking about you know, these exponential technologies and how, you know, it keeps getting cheaper and cheaper and Moore's law and so on and so forth. And how, you know, your DNA is on like your water bottle and, you know, people could have do biological warfare. And I'm just like, man, what is going, <laughs> what did I get myself into? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and so he was saying he was from this place called Singularity University. And long story short, I ended up, once the Draper program was over, investing more into what Singularity was doing, ended up being the chapter head in LA and um, going to a lot of like singularity events and still, still am heavily part of the community and Peter Diamandis still blows my mind mm -hmm. all the time. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a, a huge fan of his and I love, um, love reading all of his books and just, you know, hearing his lectures. It's a. Um... Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm amongst a friend. Yeah, man. Peter D is my man. Okay. Now that I know I'm talking to a friend, let me tell you, man, this dude is incredible, man. I met Tony Robbins once and he was just talking about how Peter's like one of his best friends. And then, you know, I just watching his interviews and so many things he's, he's given out as far as like the next stage of business models and of just like, you know, where medicine's going and a lot of these types of things. I'm like, man, this sounds like foreign, you know, <laughs> language to, to most of the people that I know or even in the industry. And so it's very much so a, a resource I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely. Again, I, I think all of the, the things that he's been putting out is or have been absolutely amazing. And I own most of his books and go through them. But it's 
been particularly helpful in in the work that I'm doing right now, which is for a a larger corporation in the innovation space, and we're scouting a lot of projects that are very forward looking. And so I, you know, borrow a lot of information from what he's looking at. So I'm like, oh great, I think it kind of helps me set up a roadmap for my own work. And so again, absolutely love it. So. Uh so since you've been working with Singularity and, and after Draper, tell me about then that connection from, you know, for what you were working on there, then to society, the society that you have created and, and what was that journey like of actually starting this company? Uh, well, I always say that I feel like it started whenever I was born um, in a certain way, because it seemed like I was always searching for some type of way to, to unify people and have us be able to uh, work and play together in harmony. And so just over the years coming across um, everything from sports um, and being a leader there and also in the classroom and like different clubs and things of that nature um, ended up being like, uh, uh, you know, president at the school in high school. So I was trying to like figure out ways that, that were both somewhat like um, new and fun as well as, you know, somewhat structured and political, I think most of my life. And then I think at some point, think platforms like Facebook came along and I was able to look at their model for what they did in regards to social networking and things of that nature. And I've tried to figure out how to put those together in a way to where you, um, you, could, you could also you know, be healthy as well um, or be encouraged to, to do so. You know, I guess have a little bit more compassion for, for each user, not because Facebook or doesn't, but because it's a newer, you know, like every generation has a little bit of more of an ability to go um, deeper with the technology and the technologies from the past or the, 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 the previous business models um, always become like the standard in the next generation of, of things, right? Like, so it's like the, the previous companies that were, you know, when they were new and innovative, for the next generation of you know that particular industry, it whatever they built was is now just the standard. It's not like new or innovative anymore. Mm -hmm. So so that's what I figured as far as um, <clears throat> as far as social networkings and interactions go, and that's where the society was born. We're like, okay, how do we? We used to have this thing in our in our uh, in our group, our little circle uh, called Nightlife Society. Um, where we would talk about living or a lifestyle that was life to the highest degree. Okay. So it was basically, a, you know, the concept of, of um, being our best selves and showing up as our best selves. And then once I got deeper into the medical world of, you know, I think you always learn more whenever you're doing things entrepreneurially than even in school. So when um, you're self-teaching yourself, like you're talking about reading Peter, Peter's books, I certainly didn't get that from class. Um, <laughs> right. But... But but what it does give you when you're self-teaching yourself like that, though, is is a perspective. So like from the medical standpoint, I look deeper into DNA and I even though I wasn't trained in that and I look deeper into where, you know, biotech was going. And I was like, OK, I can see how biotech will be able to be merged with what I'm doing here on the, you know, um, entertainment tech or um I guess you'd call it like an experience tech that's that that's being developed. Like I said, when it comes to things like Pokemon Go and like live events and how the interactions with our phones and 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 eventually not even phones at all, probably just with like voice and, and gestures and such, 
could be could be put together in a model that worked. And so then it was just, you know, how do we find a business model? And that's what we've been working on ever since is just little, you know, testing out different things. There's some certain things that have been sustainable and other things which which we're still experimenting with, like live video, like how to do group calls and how to match people up um, and then how to also train a wellness AI that's able to use computer vision to um, kind of like our iPhones, uh, for those who don't know, kind of like how our iPhones can now open um, by looking at our eyes. Um, similarly, these there's um, technologies now where you can determine certain things from people's uh, camera. And so we'll, we'll be, we'll be, uh, we're not even, we'll, we'll be, we're training an AI now to be able to uh, pick up on people's movement. Um, and we can obviously see how that relates to someone's health and um, and heat signatures and things of this nature. So that so that's where that's where all things come within the society. And and we started looking at the holistic version of what a society is, and we're able to determine that we could focus on a lot of the projects that the UN identified as as needs, especially. Um, you know, the ones that were also aligned with the technologies that Singularity had had defined. So that's going to be like, you know, like the AI I spoke about, we have blockchain, we're getting into 3D printing, as well as like synthetic biology and a few other things, all the kind of things that represent health, um, education, um, security, uh, like disaster resilience, as well as prosperity. Hmm. Wonderful. And so I, I know one of your, let's say, we'll call it a mandate, um, correct, correct me if that is not the correct terminology for this, but your, your mandate is to transform a million lives by 2023. How, how are you working on that roadmap and, and what's that like? Well, the first thing is that, um, shameless plug, is that anyone who wants to get in on you know, the crowdfunding that we're doing, uh, can really just follow along with me. I don't know how, when it's going to take place right now mm -hmm. since I'm focusing on some artistic things, but um, but uh, but we're, but we're growing every day. So you know, it, so shortly we'll be we'll be running a crowdfunding campaign, and that will be what we're focusing on is scaling really more with that community of people who have invested in what we're what we're doing and getting them more behind um, the mandate. Um, that's the that's the next step, as well as the ability to um, continue to train this wellness AI, mm -hmm. which allows us to be able to basically, um, you know, systematize and just put those uh, ca that capital dollars behind like real change and transformation in people's life, even if it's just at the basic level at first, it will continue to improve as it um, as as more data is is being fed but that's that's kind of where that comes from and then also with my own personal um, on from a personal level I feel very passionate about it even outside of the company and so things that I do in regards to like community stuff and and um, and uh, events and things of that nature I hope to also be you know part of that um, that to help that 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 one million goal in regards to just like public speaking and 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 um and pieces of work that I put out as well. Mm, okay, good to know. So you you mentioned some um artistic things you're working on. Tell me more about that. So I um I was fighting it for a while. You know how they say life sometimes it's like you know can you have it all? In a certain sense, <laughs> I believe you can within reason. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time focusing just on business and um, in a certain sense, you know, kind of lost the the artistic stuff that used to light me up whenever I was younger. So dancing, singing, playing piano, um, you know, even even got into, you know, rapping a little bit, kind of weaving that into and looking at like musical theater and some of these other types of things that I had been I had been uh, excited about whenever I was much younger. So um, so Jay-Z and Beyonce and Kanye and whoever else is part of Rock Nation, they put they put together this um, this program out here in New York. Um, and long story short, I, I got an opportunity to come and I was like, ah, you know, I'm focusing on business, you know, like I'm, I'm doing business, you know, business people don't do that. <laughs> and then the signs just started coming in stronger and stronger. I'm like, ah, all right, you know what, like, let me just go, let me just go. And if, like I said, thus far it's been a couple of weeks, but it's actually been the best thing that's ever happened mm-hmm. to um, the society as a business because of, uh, I think, again, unlocking some of these other creative things actually unlocked my ability to be able to look things a little bit outside of the stress standpoint where it's like, oh, okay, like these, some of these things are are long-term planned things. Like I came from like the Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, like school of, uh, of, of, of learning and investing anyway. I don't know how, it must be a Midwest thing because I grew up in Oklahoma, <laughs> but like I went out to Nebraska a few times to his little like a Woodstock of capitalism event and all this stuff. So I definitely came from that school of thought. So sometimes when I was in California, people moving so fast, I think I kind of like forgot that. So I've been able to be a little bit more patient and understand that some of these things, um, they just take take their time and that, um, you know, me trying to scale myself would be a much better um, way of going about it than, you know, um, especially in a new distributed world. Mm-hmm. trying to basically have to touch everything and not be able to delegate. Yeah, definitely. I'm so you've you've mentioned a couple of times on um you know you working on something and that you've noticed signs, see the signs is I think is the word you've used a couple of different times and in regard to your music and to the the business career that you've been doing, how do you so how do you think about decision making on on that side of it and the idea of you know em- embracing what's in front of you how do you or and how did you kind of develop that type of of uh, focus in your business and personal career Oh uh, man I um I really just want to give it up to mostly like who I was raised by first and foremost um think I was always given the freedom to be able to think for myself. And so at some point with sports and a lot of these other things, I just started wearing my heart on my sleeve. So most of the time, intuitions just come to me and I just trust them in the same way that coaches would ask me to trust my intuition when I was playing sports or with anything else, which has to be pretty instinctual. And I'm still always working on that because a lot of the times in business, it's like not necessarily encouraged until you get to like the top of business where pretty much everyone says just they just got there by following their gut. <laughs> They're like, listen, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I've met a number of these people. They're just like, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I everyone thought I was crazy. I just, I just, you know, I you just couldn't tell me that this was not gonna work. Like I just knew it was gonna work. And I just kept moving forward with that understanding. And it's just like at some point, 
five years later or so, people will be like, you know what? He's still doing that thing. You know what? Maybe, maybe it is going <laughs> to. I thought he would have given up by now, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you would imagine. So, so, so that, you know, that's been, you know, the, 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 you know, some of the many mentors, I mean, the Tony Robbins of the world, like I said before, kind of got me into this, like, um, a little bit of a healthier, you know, I'm still not necessarily where I want to be, but I'm sure as heck not where I was. So I like, sure. I look at like, you know, the, the, the health aspect has been extremely beneficial for me holistically. So that, that also, I think makes it easier for me to, to, to see signs um, whenever things are out of alignment. Um, I can pretty much be able to tell that this is something that's not um, like this, 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 season has ended and it's you know time to move on to another thing that's another thing you know lastly i'll say in regards to your question is like being able to observe things that are real 24 7 has also helped so like things like nature mm-hmm. and things like because you know a lot of these things by seasons you you can know someone i've hired so many people or partnered with so many people and the the spring was so good when you met them you're like oh this is going to be my partner for life but but i've never seen them in fall right so they, mm-hmm. so, it's, so it's like fall comes around oh you're like you're a completely different person when it's fall or when it gets cold in the winter you're completely changed like I didn't know that that kind of thing so I I've definitely focused more on seeing things you know as as seasons and as and as cycles and also I guess the belief since I've seen this happen before that most of the time as long as we're still alive we'll get other chances um, things will come back around full circle if it's like a lesson that we're meant to learn. So um, so that also helps with my mental health a little bit. So it's not like, oh, I missed out on Bitcoin. You know, I knew whenever that drug dealer tried to sell me that thing in Bitcoin, I should have just, you know, whatever. Like I have friends that literally that's the story that they stress about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy was going to pay me in Bitcoin in 2007 or whatever, you know, like obviously that that wouldn't make any sense that year but i'm just saying like the idea of it um is not necessarily good for our mental health so i i just like to stay more present um you know so yeah of course so on the the flip side of that i'm i'm curious on how you think about fear so the the concept of fear and and what it's like in your life um you know it's as someone who is both setting out on a creative path as well as a, you know, a business path. And sometimes there's a lot of uh, things, frustrations that come into play, but so how do you think about fear in your life and how do you work with it or push past it? Uh, Well, first and foremost, thank you for even um, saying what you said. I mean, I guess to you, it sounds that way to me. I'm still growing into, because I guess I actually have more fear on the artistic side of things than on business. Like on the business stuff, it's like, okay, you know, hire slow, fire fast, let's get it moving, let's go. <laughs> you know, I've gotten like <laughs> past a lot of those things. But like in the artistic side of things, I'd say that one feels very present to me. So when I look at fear, um, I actually had a friend who I just met recently who uh, who this just came up. So this is when I talk about signs. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. this is, this might've even been this morning that she was, uh, I commented on something on her page yesterday, which it said, you know, for mental health, like to ask ourselves, is this, um, is this, is this fear or is this a fact? Mm-hmm. Basically, like, you know, cause you know, a lot of the 
oftentimes like it's like the fear is just like this thing that'll come in through our ears or like our inner ear or whatever you want to call it and it's like oh you know i don't know you know they say that you could get killed if you go over there you know like you know you know they say you know and it's just like it just starts creeping into like you know and sapping away our like uh you know vital energy like that energy of like, yeah, you know, let's go, let's do it. You know, or like if you're doing something that you're watching that someone else is doing, like a live performance and you see them going all the way out or sports or whatever, you see them going all the way out. But it's like, if it's us if, and this fear starts creeping in on our personal or whatever, then it becomes this, um, this, um, this, uh, this thing where we freeze up. And so the way that I've been able to to get through it is one that question, like I said, um, she it was just a good reminder when she said that, which is again, is this is this a fact or is this fear? Because a lot of the times it's like it, these doubts and limitations we have, they're not a fact. It's just like this fear of what could happen. Well, it's like what could happen is also something very good. So it's just, <laughs> so it's just the perspective that we're looking at it from at that moment. Neither one of them have happened. So it's mm -hmm. not a fact. It's just it's a it's an imagination of what could happen so that's one and then like i said again just to repeat where really everything gets down to is just like just taking some breaths and kind of just getting back more into the moment and 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 realizing that um you know um you know that it's again like i said it's not real and that you know we can just bring in um i even know some people like visualization so i do that sometimes where mm -hmm. usually what calms fear is going to be like you know, calm waters, you know, something like that, like visualizing like blue and some calm water and, you know, something happening like gently or silently or something like that. You know, it's like the sphere generally sees a lot of energy. Like it's like, oh, you know, he, he's going to kill you, you know, or something. <laughs> it's just like it's such an extreme, you know, it's like, have you ever actually seen that happen? Like I said, again, fact or, or, or fear, it's like, well, no. It's like, well, then how do you just think all of a sudden that's what would happen? Like, I had this conversation with my sister and girls, you know, sometimes that they're in my family. They're like, oh, well, this is going to happen. I'm like, but you haven't even ever dealt with that. Like, there's just like, you're, <laughs> you're just making this, you know, uh, this, the wildest version of what could happen is, is, is what your mind is coming up with. So that's, that's what I would say in regards to fear and that, you know, it's, it's false evidence appearing real, as many people have said before. So just getting into a space of, uh, of of calm and stillness, whatever that works for for everyone. Mm, okay, good to know. So, with everything that you have experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you were ever given? Well, I I know that this is a, was been a great conversation because just like a great music song, this flowed into what I was going to answer when you <laughs> asked me this question at the beginning, which was to be still. I heard this from my mother. I think she knew I was always gonna be very active. And so she'd be like, you know, from a young age, she'd be like, be still, son. I mean, what are you talking about, be still? Like, I'm out here doing stuff. Like, like what do you mean? Like, I'm changing the world, I'm, you know, whatever. She'd just be like, just, I understand all that, just just, just be still. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't get it. And no, not too long ago, it hit me. I was like, okay, I see. Like, it's kind of just like watching the storm pass and not being moved, understanding again, like this is natural, like storms have been happening for since the beginning of time. It didn't prevent people from creating the light bulb or creating, you know, whatever institution that people love. So um, those things pass. And so be still, be still. 
Wonderful. I really like that. So, Awane, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. If the listeners want to you know, listen to your music or get in touch with you or, or join and be part of the, your, your company, society.io, where is the best place they can go for all of these? So I am, I am, uh, I think there's a shirt now that says like millennial AF or something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial. So if y'all want to met, uh, message me on Instagram, which is going to be my first name and last name, Facebook, which is going to be my first name and last name, Twitter, which is going to be my first name and last name or LinkedIn. Um, email, I have a team that handles that. It's not going to necessarily touch me personally, but the rest of those I, I, I do, and I can give you the most um the easiest way to get in our beta and things of that nature coming through me at this at this state okay wonderful that's awesome i will put all of those links in the show notes so people can click right through but excellent thank you so much um i really enjoy this and again thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today all right you too yuri i really appreciated the questions you know they say the questions are the answers so i appreciate the new insights you've given me as well very very much so appreciate it of course thank you thank you for listening to another episode of advance your art with yuri cataldo if you like this episode please remember to give us a five-star rating like and share with a friend our theme music is written and mixed by chicago-based composer ryan black of black bones collaborative to listen to the full catalog of our episodes go to advanceyourart.com to see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yurikatalo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.